0: Pop quiz. What are they doing in that scene there?
1: Was that the scene of Van Damme's pants splitting from one of the eight, eight or 18 splits that he did during the movie?
0: <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's the sound of Van Damme and his reporter ladies lovemaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could have been that. It could have been the other guy that was crawling on the ground, kicking him. What What, did it, what is it actually from? It's
0: actually Van Damme and an opponent of his just repeatedly kicking each other in the ribs and stomach, neither budging, but. which
1: accurately describes this film. Yeah um so so welcome back to the last row my name's drew and uh for all of you that don't know i'm here with my very good friend Badway. what up and uh we want to welcome everybody that's a new listener for people that don't know or haven't heard the show before this is a podcast where we watch movies that might not have been loved by the critics might not have been perfect and we try to find the silver linings and things that we enjoy if you're trying to find us you can get us at thelastrowpodcast.com follow us on twitter at thelastrowpod facebook.com slash thelastrowpod we're also on Google+, and you can get to our voicemail from our website in case you want to do that.
0: So we did Bloodsport, IMDb 6.8, Rotten Tomatoes 33%, 1988, rated R, directed by Newt Arnold. Newt. And obviously, if you don't know, it's John claude Van Damme. Is that short for Newton? Newton Arnold. So uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is U.S. soldier Frank Dukes. Dukes? D-U-X. Dukes. He's come to Hong Kong to be accepted into the Kubite a highly secretive and extremely violent martial arts competition while trying to gain access into the underground world of clandestine fighters. Clandestine. Good word. <laughs> it's a big word here. Yeah. He also has to avoid military officers who consider him to be absent without leave. Hey Wall. After during difficult training and beginning a romance with journalist Janice Kent. That's it? her name? I didn't I didn't even know that. It, it wasn't really a romance? No. <laughs> uh, Frank is given the opportunity to fight, but can he survive? How do you feel about that description? I kind of like it, even though he didn't really have to avoid those those officers for the AWOL thing because they were pretty pretty bubbly. They couldn't find him, and then when they finally did, they just kind of let him fight anyway. Yeah, and, and the chase scene was, it was a mockery. It was like Bugs Bunny, you know? We have to talk about that. Yeah. We have to talk about that. Um, Other than that, it's a pretty good description.
1: Yeah. I want to talk to you about your initial thoughts of this film. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today. we got to talk about the Kumite itself. All the characters, yeah. um, but we also have, as people have come to know and love on the show, we have a game that you put together for me this week. I got yes. you last week. We yep. got a game for everybody. I got one
0: coming back at you. This week.
1: Um, so we're going to get to that towards the end of the episode. But without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So what are your initial thoughts of this film?
0: Well, I don't want to I don't want to overstate this, but this may very well be the worst, best movie of all time, or the best, worst movie of all time, however you want to say it. So I, know we, I know we got a tweet on At The Last Row Pod. Yeah. Somebody wrote in, and I thought they summed it up very nicely. Do you have that?
1: Yeah, I brought it up. It's it's Will. So Will writes to us and says, and I think this really sums up the entire movie very well. He says, quote, really shit acting, but somehow very good. Yeah. And I can't, like, disagree with that in any way. This is a
0: terribly acted film, but it's awesome. Despite all of its shortcomings, and there are plenty of them, including any and all dialogue in the entire movie, it's a kick-ass movie.
1: I really enjoyed it, and I think anyone that's seen it probably does enjoy it if they're into like
0: action films. There's a reason that it's beloved, and if you get past the first 20 minutes to a half hour, it's gold. If you're watching Versus at 11 p.m. on like a Tuesday night, it's probably on. Is Versus still a channel?
1: Uh, I don't know. Probably not.
0: Maybe. I feel like it changes like every every six months.
1: So I want to ask you a question because there's a lot of interesting acting in this film. The first question I want to ask you today about the acting in this film is: Who do you prefer? Adult Van Dam or child Van Dam,
0: and why? <laughs> well, you got to go adult Van Dam because child Van Dam is like, first of all, he's got the Giants, the New York Giants football jersey and the and the San Francisco Giants do you, baseball hat, do which you think
1: is that was an oversight by like the people that are like, hey, get get him some some, some yeah. Giants
0: gear. We got to yeah. get some Giants. I feel stuff, like it him... was some kind of the wardrobe guy was foreign. He had no idea about American football and American baseball, so yeah. he just threw all the stuff together. He had no clue what was going. That's that's the one strike. The second strike is, the kid can barely speak any language. <laughs> it's very true, you know. And number three is his body movements are so robotic that I'm not sure he's human. He had the thickest accent now, but you said this to me before we started
1: recording. So Van Dam's playing Frank Dukes, right? Okay, but this kid is playing Van Dam
0: playing Frank Dukes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so we we have Van Dam. Where's he from? From Brussels. He's from Brussels.
1: He's the Muscles from Brussels. The Muscles Man. from
0: Brussels. So he's playing American, but he's from Brussels originally. This kid is is playing an American who's playing a guy from Brussels who's playing an American. That's a tough role <laughs> to put on a young guy. I, You know, I guess
1: considering the, the difficulty level, that's like an expert level there, asking yeah. him, I think I'd give him a
0: solid C+. plus. Oh, uh, he's still got an F. On his <laughs> yeah. F+. plus. So, and the, the, the horribly drawn out beginning of this movie, the flashback was a big part of it. And yeah. I'm going Van Damme.
1: So I took some notes here, and and I want to go through them real quick. I put some initial observations about this film. The first thing that I wrote was that this movie was made in 1988. Right. We've done a lot of movies around this time period. This movie felt like it was made 20 years before 1988. Yeah, it really looked old. I I wrote even... it, It felt like 1978. Like, it just looked old. And I know the fashion was like... It was hot fashion, but... I mean, what kindergarten cop was two years later and that yeah. looked like it was twenty years I later. I know it looked like
0: futuristic, it didn't it? It looked
1: futuristic. It looked it looked like the sixth day or something. And this movie four years after Ghostbusters and it looked a world different. Yeah. It just looked so bad. It looked
0: like it was shot in seventy
1: eight. Is that just a bad budget? What what is that?
0: Yeah, I I c I can't even describe it. Like even the music choices, everything about it was yeah. just
1: just off. So I wrote down voiceovers too. Half the people sounded like they had voiceovers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fashion was horribly dated. Dramatic long pauses. We said that in Roadhouse. Yeah. Oh. which was about the same, but this was like exponentially longer in terms of pauses and dramatic stares. Oh, well, Roadhouse's dialogue was Shakespearean compared to this one, right? And I feel like the pauses were extra long. Like I think there's probably the script for this movie was probably five to ten pages long. Yeah, and I, I don't think that you could. You could get through it, you know, you you wouldn't have trouble getting through it,
0: excuse me. Could we just have this movie be, like, just sound effects? Yeah. Like, karate screams. Yeah. And then we could have glances and looks, you know, kind of like a solid film. They don't really
1: need... Yeah, (laughs)
0: You could even have subtitles, you know, of what they're thinking. (laughs) They don't really even need the the dialogue at all, it's irrelevant. You you know how in solid films it's like, they do a thing on the screen, and then they do, like, the black screen, and they say with a statement. Like, that's what we need for this movie.
1: I also wrote... So I have a big bullet point, and the big bullet right. point is called The Art of the Montage. Now, we've seen a lot of montages in the movies that we've watched so far. Tell uh, me about the montages
0: in this movie. You gotta have a montage. Well, there was a montage in like the opening credits, first of all. Which was really damn <laughs> so, hard to understand yeah. what the hell it was. So they're showing all these fighters preparing for something. We don't know what it is yet. The blood sport, if you will. So we got this one guy chopping coconuts and other guys with his like bare hands breaking shit i don't know i can't remember what, what they were doing and that's like in the first two minutes and then we then we do a flashback to van damme about how we got into the, the kubite what else do we got we got a flashback oh we These have a montage and stuff yeah we got a montage of van damme running away from his military officers yeah. getting we, beat up in the
1: schoolyard or there, something like that there's
0: like five montages of the kubite tournament itself and all this is scored by just the wrong shitty new age yeah. music that like it
1: doesn't fit well, that's the thing, like, and I know I know. there's a, an anecdote about Star Wars, right? So Star Wars yep. was filmed in the 70s, late 70s, and people had always said that the thing about Star Wars and why it holds up so well is that the score for the film was done by John Williams, who did such a great job with basically classical music, and, and it doesn't really age, but when you put... Very contemporary music yeah. that has synthesizers and, and specific things from that time. Right. It just doesn't hold up. But I feel like if they changed this and put, a, like, re it and put some, like, intense, like, classical music, it would change the entire tone of the film.
0: See, they could have even done the 80s, like, synthesizer, you know, the electric drum thing that they do. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of the Terminator from 84. Yeah. Like, even that's, like, it's pretty crappy and pretty dated if you watch it now, but it's upbeat. And it fits, you know, obviously we're talking about Terminator James Cameron, we're talking about a great movie, but if if they put upbeat music to some of these montages, it'd be better, but it's not even upbeat, it's almost like depressing, Yeah. and it kind of like ruins the moment. It's, kinda, it's really strange that the choices are here.
1: So they set this up by him going AWOL, and I have questions, it's like, why did he go AWOL? Why is he so valuable to the military? Right. Why do they need to get him? None of this is answered, right? I mean, no. what did you get from that?
0: No, first of all, Forrest Whitaker is one of the guys that's going to get your him. favorite actor. And I got, let me, let me just say it right now. I hate Forrest Whitaker. I don't, he's terrible in every movie that he's in. I know, did he win an Oscar? He was nominated. He did. No, he, he won. won it. He won. Best actor. Sham. Total sham. That was rigged. right. Him and his one eye. I don't know. He's got like a half an eye. <laughs> he's He looks like he's winking at you. I don't know. That's why he's friendly. He's
1: got a yeah. friendly face. Right.
0: But he's terrible in it. He's extra terrible in this movie. And they 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 go on to like allude to the fact that this guy John the Dukes is valuable to the military. Yeah, but they never say why. Well, and the other what, thing, he, what is he valuable for? No,
1: I'm not a mil. I'm not in the military. Okay, I've yeah. never been. We have friends. We gotta we gotta dial up Billy and see what what happens. So when he went on furlough, yeah, the whole thing was he went on furlough and he goes into the shower and the guys like following him around. Yeah, like hey, yeah, go take a shower now. And he's like, oh, I gotta check out where you're going. But he's like following him around, and then he goes into the shower, and they're like, "Are you done, sir?" And the shower is just running. Yeah, and he walks in. Classic, classic move. Couldn't he just like go wherever he was gonna go and then
0: leave? It's almost like they knew he was a flight risk. Yeah, like, but didn't? Couldn't he have gone anywhere else and yeah. then just left? Yeah, he he could have lied to him and said, "Yeah, I'm going to L.A."
1: Yeah, and he could have went to LA. Now I don't know. We got to ask Billy because I don't know if if somebody follows you around. If he's
0: a flight risk, maybe yeah, they do.
1: I don't know. But we'll we'll have to find I out. I guess about maybe they that. thought
0: he might do this Kumite thing. But how did they even know about it? That's the thing. Like they talk about it. The point is, I just didn't
1: understand, and and I think that that's probably the worst aspect about the movie because I didn't. It didn't set it up. It didn't seem serious to me. It's like, oh, this guy is so awesome. He's a great military person. There's nothing about it. Yeah. And then he just leaves. It's Almost like he's Universal Soldier. Yeah. So I want to ask you too. Who's who's the worst character? You you said Forrest Whitaker. Is that your worst? Forrest Whitaker
0: is my worst character. I, I, I disagree with you. He even gets cut off by his own partner. The he old does. guy gets like that was getting, like Gone in sixty seconds style I was, too. Yes, right? we're on the same page here.
1: Yeah, it's exactly like Gone in sixty seconds. Right. Like Timothy Oliphant's character, like he doesn't he can't get a word in. Yeah,
0: but well, what well, what do you say? So I you think, say no. I think that the
1: reporter. I don't. Even, what's her name? Janice. Janice. What, whatever. Something. I, I didn't even say her name. I don't think the whole time. Now, this is a theme in a lot of these movies. Like there's just the character is it's like so last minute. It almost feels like, hey, we got to have a love story. Let's put this right. reporter in here. Now, I'm going to give you a couple reasons why I think she's terrible. All right. The first one is she basically blows the lid on this entire thing. Total rat. And she she's a rat, right? What's worse than a rat? Nothing. A whore rat, which yeah. she also is. She is because the thing is. She basically slept around to get entrance into this game. Yeah. And that's messed up. Like, they could have really taken a good angle with her and maybe made her, like, a strong journalist. She's trying to find it out. Right. But it was, like, a tack-on. Yeah. If April O'Neil were running this thing. Yeah. She'd get the story. She's gonna get the story.
0: Without giving it away.
1: But my thing with her is that she wanted to get into the Kumite. And she finally does get in because she slept with Van Damme yep. and basically followed him. <laughs> she and, and she goes in as like an escort. And it was like a little alluding to the fact that she seemed like a prostitute.
0: Yeah. She had her hair all done up. Yeah. She had like an evening gown was, on. But it was like a revealing evening. Yeah. Gown. Like a thousand dollar. you know, Like, like a, that guy like, like that an, was with her body. Not, not a prostitute, but an escort. Escort. Yeah. Escort. It's high class. High class. High class. Like yeah. Spitzer girl. Right.
1: So I also think that it's BS because she went into this thing. And then basically tried to get him to stop because, Oh, we got, you got to quit. You got to quit after she cared no, more than nothing else about getting into this thing and well, finding out the story.
0: Well, let's be real. I feel like I may be wrong on this, but the first fight she sees, isn't it? The one where Chong Lee kills the guy. That's probably true. So people don't die all the time in the kumite, but Char this, the main, the main bad Chong Lee yeah. happens to kill a guy. Maybe once a tournament, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose. So she happens to see the kill, the one time he kills yeah. a guy, and now she's like, oh, this is wrong, we can't have this. I,
1: yeah, I just didn't really like her, she wasn't nah. believable, and, and again, well, it's a theme in these movies, like, I think, I'm thinking about other movies where there's very strongly written female characters, and these have just been, well, like, crapping the bed on this.
0: We've done a lot of late 80s or early 90s movies, and maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. Before we move on from this reporter, Janice? I think that's her name, Janice, Janice Kent. How did she meet Van Damme? So
1: this is also one of my favorite scenes of this film. There's this guy that is supposed to be Arab, but he doesn't yeah. look Arab. He looks like an Asian guy playing an Arab, who, yeah. or something like that. It just didn't look anything like a guy who was an Arab. Right. And it was very stereotypical Arab. They gave him like the the the, they gave, the headdress. They, thing. they gave him the headdress. And they yeah, call and him Arab. It, and yeah. it's like you know, so that he he pulls this coin trick. Basically, it was very. It was like an assault. Yeah. Basically, waiting to happen. Right. And she was trying to find out about the kumite. And this assault is basically happening. He he has goons, and he's trying yeah. to basically take her up to his room. So,
0: yeah, basically, he thinks of her as his property here. Yeah. Come with me to my bedroom. Well, this is not a question. And she was in danger.
1: Right. So Van Damme pull, comes up, saves the day, basically pulls this coin trick and says, if you can take this coin, or if I can take this coin from your hand... Yes. But
0: before you close it, I get the girl. Very risky. Yeah. Now, Now, r- remind you, we flash back to... Van the Van Damme's training. Catching a fish. Frank Duke's Frank Duke's training of catching a fish with his bare hands from his uh sensei, what do they call him? Yeah, uh,
1: Shinoshi or Shinoshi something. From Shinoshi. From
0: his Shinoshi. We're butchering this. All yeah. right. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry. Sorry to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So we know that he has the skills to do this. But even so, we don't know the background of this Arab guy here, so he might be just as quick on the trigger. I agree. Right? And And
1: he really, he really put himself out there doing this. Yeah. But cocky Frank Dukes. Yes. Pulls it off and gets her. But he, it almost seemed like he was trying to treat her like a prize. Sure. Then he was like basically flirting with her. Well,
0: he asked her out on a date. They eventually go on that date. Yeah. And they have sex. Of course they have sex. Well, because it's part of the love story, right? So, but I thought it was a little gratuitous. Talk about female objectification. Remember the scene where she was standing at the foot of the bed and we see the great ass and pulling up the panties? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, wait, that I'm was sorry. Van Damme. That was Van Dam. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, I
1: forgot about that. So
0: Van Damme basically had like a handshake deal with the director. Listen, yeah. I'm gonna have... It's almost like he was waiting to pull his pants up. Like, you could see him, like, delay. Like They he, started the camera. It, yeah, it was in his contract to show his ass in this film.
1: Like, he's standing there with the briefs. Yeah. They were like purple briefs he, or it's, something. It's panties. And they were... Was he wearing hers? <laughs> yeah. Was he wearing her panties? He's got panties
0: on, i pretty So sure. he had them,
1: like, half down his legs, yeah. and then... The, the
0: director was like, action.
1: Yeah. And then he waited a second, and then he pulled him He's such up. a
0: bad actor that he couldn't pull it off right.
1: That was, so. I forgot about that completely. That was ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I just think that the whole love story was totally, it, it was just butchered and it. Yeah. It was unnecessary. It was to give him a reason, oh, you got to have him stop fighting. Right. You gotta have him stop. It's danger. I was, love
0: you. But the thing is, though, I'm, I'm, the one thing I'm proud of is that he didn't waver for one second. He didn't even think about it. He was like, no. There, I've been thinking an, about this my whole life.
1: There's another romance in this movie that I want to talk to you about. Right? It's not really a romance. It's more of a bromance. Bromance. Let's talk about ah. Duck
0: Dukes. Sorry, I said Ducks Dukes, Dukes and the big man. That's all right. I already called him John Dukes. It's <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Frank Dukes. We're butchering this here. Yeah. Listen, the, the, it's not important. All right? Tell <laughs> so, me, Tell me about their friendship. So... There's a couple Americans in this thing, right? So we find out along the way, and most of the white guys get their asses beat in this tournament. It's but pretty that, embarrassing. It's, yeah, it's, it's let's go. Let's let's get some American pride here. When when uh when Van Dam goes into the hotel, he sees guy, big jolly guy, huge beard, Harley Davidson shirt, playing a video game. Now it looks like the worst video game of all time. I mean, arcades have been around since the '70s. This thing is very highly out of date. It's a karate game. Van Dam's never even seen a video game before, he looks like. He looks so confused by it. He walks up to it. Jolly old guy. His name is Ray Jackson, right? Yeah. He's like, here, why not we come play? You want to come play me? Here. This is He's what I'm going to do. about Yeah, it. this is what I'm going to do to you in the tournament in like a jolly way, right? <laughs> Van Dam steps up, steps up to the sticks and just crushes them. Instant respect from Ray Jackson. He they just, were best friends since then. And they became instant best friends. It was yeah. like stepbrothers type. Yeah, so let me, let me break it down for you this way. This tournament is three days long, right? Yeah. Van Dam's going to be at Hong Kong for three days. And those three days, you would think that Van Dam and this Ray Jackson character have been buddies since elementary school. Yeah. They knew everything about each yeah. other. Like, they were so tight. So tight. Come on, Frankie. Do it yeah. for me. They were high-fiving each other on the side, rooting for each other during the fights, buddy buddying. They really did seem to have a, a very strong bond. Yeah. But
1: that leads us to the Kumite itself. Okay. Now this place is in like the slums of the slums. It's right. like the, if the slums had slums. Yeah. You know, like the dirtiest part of the slums. You have to walk right. through alleyways
0: <laughs> to get in there. It's it's very well hidden, though. How did they even build that in there? It's it's very tactical because you want to make it. You don't want the thing is the, the thing about the Kumite is it, it's secretive. Yeah. It's it's against the law. I think they allude to the fact of the movie that. The Hong Kong police—they know about it, but they don't. They don't know where it is. They don't want to know where it is because it's like a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, thing. don't ask, don't tell. They approve of it. They recognize that it's illegal, but they turn their head to it's it.
1: It's a to- it's a tourism thing. It right. brings people to the country. Sure.
0: Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to lose that money. So what they want to do is you want to build this thing in the shittiest of places so that no one would want to find it by accident. Yeah so that's what they do and I think it's that they did a really good job of building this thing
1: but how do you get invited so how do you get invited to this thing okay yeah as a fighter how Uh, do you get invited do they send you is it like Mortal Kombat where somebody they send like (laughs) Shang Tsung to send you a message
0: every every fighter in this tournament has a very rich and storied background but but we don't know anything (laughs) about them no we don't know the thing is you could make this movie 20 different ways I'm sure they have 20
1: different backgrounds just like just like Mortal Kombat yeah Mortal Kombat I want to know maybe it's maybe that's what it is maybe Mortal Kombat was based off of this movie because it's Certainly seemed like it, it just had right. like like uh, spooky elements
0: about it, and that's one of my flaws of this movie is is that they don't spend enough time. Just give me just give me two minutes. Give me like a lineup of who's fighting this. Yeah. thing. all I know Let's is get the, the card guy guy in the New York Mets pants. <laughs> he's rocking the blue and orange. I forgot. Gets it. his back broken. Like that's like that's all he is. So some white guy gets his back broken. He's basically other, a prop. Other guy in black and orange pants gets thrown out of the ring in two seconds like there's this it's just window dressing i want to know who these guys are give me yeah, a name of they these don't guys. give you anything they don't give
1: names like some of the names are up on the screen yeah. like the 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 old style wheel of fortune yeah. thing where they, they like they don't the even thing. have a bracket i want to see the bracket how big is the bracket because i i know there's a couple articles online that we found but they said like they're the worst 15 fighters like how many fighters are actually in this kumite
0: they don't tell us they don't tell us i'm guessing around 20 so back to your initial question how do you get in I guess you got to know a guy who knows a guy. Is, he, is you have to have a rep. Is the
1: guy glasses guy with the mullet? Yes, like the guy no. that like is promoting Frank.
0: He's he's the, he's the American ambassador. So there's this Korean dude who's like very like, yay ho American type of guy who's very like. Well, the thing is, the guy probably speaks perfect English, but the director is probably very racist and wants to give him this very racist. What he thinks Koreans talk in American. It's it's right? pretty bad, I know. It's Amer- like, English. It's, nobody <laughs> speaks American. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, it is very,
1: like, stereotypical. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stereotypes in this movie. Right. And we're yeah. not condoning that. It's, it's like, it's pretty bad. No, they couldn't I, make yeah. this movie today. No. I'm going to say that.
0: Yeah, probably not. So, this guy is kind of like, he's escorting some of the Americans around. Like, he's like the right-hand man of, of Frankie Dukes. And uh, Ray Jackson. So Van Dam walks in. So everybody's got their own little invitation. Through they know a guy who knows a guy. Somebody vouches for him. Whatever. We don't know that. But what we do know is Frank Dukes got invited because of his Shinoshi? Sh- yeah, the the master, his master, his master, who taught him everything he knows. Yeah. Which right?
1: seemed like, by the way, we didn't say this. Yeah. His kid died in it, right? That's that's assumed. So yes. the, in the flashback within a flashback within a flashback, not Inception style here. Yeah, I got the impression that his kid died. Trying to live up to his yeah. dad's dream because
0: because in, in, in a childhood flashback, they they the kid says that the Shinoshi's original son says, "I want to honor my father by competing in the Kumite." Yeah. So I guess that he died because the they father, just show I'm yeah, about dying, and also not to get too out of the, out of whack here, the reason Van Damme is doing this is because his his Shin, Shinoshi. Yeah, I I, I, can't, I don't know. Yeah. We'll just call it Shinoshi. Yeah, his Shinoshi died, and he wanted to honor his legend by competing and winning in the Kumite.
1: Yeah, so he's trying to like yeah. win the honor of
0: him. So he has like the golden ticket, this famous man is my Shinoshi. Yeah. So I'm in. But when he walks in the door, it's some white guy. They didn't believe white him. White guy too. speaks German. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he does. So they're like, You're not no, you're not you're not Shinoshi from this guy. So you gotta prove it. Here, break this brick. How does he which brick does he break? There's a big wall of bricks. How do, how do they decide? The guy
1: so his promoter, the the guy with the glasses, like the big rose colored glasses, tells him, Oh, break the one on top here, Frankie. And then the guy's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. The judge is like, no,
0: no, no. You break the bottom one. Yeah. You got to break one single solitary brick. Out of all these bricks, he chooses a brick from to break. I don't remember the name of it,
1: but there's such a thing that anyone that's watched Batman the Animated Series, the Death Touch. Yeah. Like, he he knows the Death Touch that his Shinoshi taught him, and- he teaches him how to do this death touch, well, and basically it's the proof that, yeah, I was trained by this guy. Yeah. So he breaks the bottom brick. Only well, that. Right. Well, Pai Mei taught this trick to the bride in Kill Bill. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. Right. And and that's how he does it. But how do you get invited back? Like, assuming you don't die at the hands of Chong Li. Right. Like, getting your back broken or so, neck snapped. So,
0: yeah. So basically, this Kubite tournament is, it's basically MMA. Yeah. And where it's anything goes, no rules. The only way you lose is if you get knocked out, you submit... You get knocked out of the ring, or you die. <laughs> That's how you lose. Yeah, the fight lasts. There's no rounds. It's it's one round till the end. Sometimes people die, and sometimes people die by the hands of Chong Li. Probably more than sometimes. But. So, other than death, if you're a returning fighter, how do you how do you how do you get basically get told you pat on the back, say, "Listen, kid, don't bother coming back next year."
1: Like, did the guy that got literally thrown out of the ring? Yeah. Like by that sumo-looking guy, yeah. like he literally threw him out of the ring.
0: I I would like to think if you lose in less than ten seconds, you're done. If Duke's breaks a record on you, yeah. you're done. Don't you don't get back. to come back. Yeah. If you quit, you don't get to come back. Submission, you don't get to come back.
1: So it's like if you make it to the Sweet Sixteen or something, or
0: like yeah. or like the Great Eight or the Final Four, well, maybe you're in. I think Sweet. I think if you get past Round One, you're automatically back in. You're in, right? If you get your bones broken. You're allowed back in because that's toughness. If you want to come back after getting your leg broken, that's toughness. I got to give it to you.
1: There's there's a few fighters that I wanted to talk about, and there's a couple. I mean, we talked about Jackson already. This Hossein guy, the Sadiq Hossein, the yes. guy that was the creepy guy from the coin trick.
0: That that almost uh, sexually assaulted yeah. the, our young reporter. So
1: Dukes basically breaks a world record on him, right? And right. Chong Li's pissed yeah. because he broke his record. Yeah, And Chong Li, by the way, so menacingly staring at him in the corner doesn't really have a line until
0: like halfway through. i the think movie. he says like five words the whole movie
1: and yeah. i'm pretty sure it was a dubbed voiceover yeah. too oh yeah it was this guy's like a, a bodybuilder i think he was mr asia or something um i forgot the actor's name i'm, I'm sure he's built like it. a
0: brick shithouse yeah, pretty he much he literally
1: yeah. looks like a bodybuilder he's, He is a bodybuilder. he's
0: thick and massive and he has pecs of the likes of which you've never seen before yeah. He, he constantly is so, flexing them, too. And he's very popular in the crowd, and everyone knows him. He's so.
1: basically the favorite, the yeah. ringer to win, right. you know? And you got the other guy, throat-cut guy.
0: Who's Throat Cut Guy? There's
1: this guy that has like a flat top, like like 80s rapper style, yes. um, like a house party haircut. Yes. And he just looks at Dukes <laughs> and he gives him like this shaking finger to like point at him. Is he scared? <laughs> he looked like he was trying to intimidate him. Or is he him. so intense? No, he looked like he was so intense, like he was shaking because he was so mad, like I'm going to kick your ass. And then he just tries to make this crappy throat cut symbol <laughs> across him. And instantly gets his butt kicked. Is
0: that in the script or is it bad acting? I think, like, is the shaking in the script? I think the guy took
1: liberties with that one. Yeah. And thought, you know what, I'm going to make this movie better.
0: I feel like that was like, they did 10 takes of that and that was the best one and it yeah. was still terrible. And the director was like, let's move on. Well,
1: then you got Sumo Guy, who is just huge. He's E-Honda. He's E-Honda, basically. From Street Fighter, And he's basically. like eight feet tall. Yeah. And then you got this Brazilian boxer guy who I'm calling Sagat from Street Fighter 2. Yeah and he fights with like this this like tiger stance tiger i think he's stance, like brazilian or something he uses knees yeah he's done like always kicking knees yeah. throwing knees at guys like kidneys that guy's pretty intense right. if i had to pick somebody to win other than chong lee and duke's
0: i'd yeah. pick him well, cuz he's well rounded he had some moves he was good right. you also have the monkey style fighter yeah the uses, guy that's like crawling on the yeah, ground he uses hamster style
1: <laughs> hamster pretty style pretty much so <laughs>
0: Even though he told us that he wouldn't do hamster style yeah, he anymore. he wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. He swore that he wouldn't. Yeah, so, but... Here's the problem I have with this guy, right? So he advances pretty far. I think he beats two or three people before he ultimately succumbs to the sumo guy. He didn't look like
1: he had any moves, though. He's crawling around on the ground. But it's
0: it's the it's the art of deception. Now, in round one, you can get away with that shit. Yeah. Because it's the, it's like the... It's it's surprising, right? It's the art of the surprise. Like, you did not see it coming. But the next fight... I don't know how the second guy didn't beat him. Because really... Just kick the guy in the head. He's on the ground, right? Step on him. He's like, he's like a twig. He's so, he's got to be 110 pounds soaking wet. But
1: he didn't even look, he didn't even look like he was, he had moves. I don't know how to even say it. Like he didn't look agile. He just looked like a guy. He was just rolling around. He looked like like me. If I started rolling around on the ground here in front of you and I tried to fight you, you would
0: just step on me. His punches have no power. (laughs) Just kick him in the head. Get yeah. this guy out of here. This guy's gonna be in the next tournament now because he he won a fight and it's he shouldn't be there. He's it's wasting a spot.
1: It's the most unbelievable part of this movie. Yeah. More unbelievable than the love story. He's
0: worse than the white guy who got his back broken by Chong Lee named Jeff. <laughs> who so who's
1: your favorite fighter of all these guys besides well, you can't pick Van Damme, you can't pick, no. you know, uh Chong Lee, and you can't pick Jackson. All who's right. your favorite guy? Up i I'm still gonna
0: Tough man, I'm still gonna go with uh, monkey style, hamster <laughs> style guy. So after all that, you're picking. Yeah, I'm him? still picking him because he made it work. I mean, after one match, like he, I guess he switched it up enough. Now here's that's my here leads me to my next problem with this with the fighting scenes movie. And there's not that many problems with it because the fighting scenes are awesome. Uh, they're great. A lot of different styles. It's great. I'm not a, a, a technician anyway, so I can't really start to describe them to you. But it's just great. You gotta fight The fights aren't long enough. I feel like. Take like twenty minutes of the story out of this movie and add it. Add more fights. Yeah, we don't need the love story. Just add more yeah. fights. The longest fight is is the final between Van Dam and Charlie, yeah. and that's like five minutes. I Did feel like do- we could we could. It'd be nice to have like a little two minute fight. Yeah, show a
1: two minute fight, right? Do you know what I I noticed about the fight scenes? It seemed like the moves themselves were like a shot. They weren't actually filming a fight. It's yeah, like, right. all right, you Brazilian guy and you Van Dam stand here, and now you do a roundhouse kick, and we're going to film it in slow-mo. Right, that's exactly what it was. And that's it. Like, I wonder, you know, like when they film a basketball game for a sports movie? Like, are they playing the basketball game, or are they running no. plays?
0: No, they run plays choreography. It's the yeah, same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. It was just, let's get a, hey, do this kick. Let's get a more uh, choreographed fight here. So, yeah, like the Jackie
1: Chan movies yeah. do that, and they do it well.
0: So I want to see this guy's technique. I'm still going to pick a uh, hipster-style guy. You, that's your guy
1: yeah who's your guy i like the brazilian guy i'm assuming yeah. he's brazilian because i think yeah. that's what it said on the internet you like street fighter sagat yeah. Yeah. he looked like the guy that he had some good moves he had the knees and the
0: kicks he was good right now before we move on speaking of no business in the, in the tournament let's talk about ray jackson for a minute and yeah. his fighting style he was terrible you want to know his fighting style punch you and punch the, you in the face and, and that's it he has no martial arts skills whatsoever how did he get invited to this damn thing that's that's the
1: mystery of the film.
0: Yeah. I think he wants to fights by brute
1: force, because that works against monkey style guy or hamster style right. guy, the guy that's crawling on the ground. But it doesn't work against Chong Li. Right. He tried. He he basically punched Chong Li. Got one clean hit on him. Chong yeah. Li basically turned his head. He hurt him though. I mean, he, did he hurt he, him. He
0: stunned him a little bit. But, but he's, then, got,
1: he's got power.
0: Yeah. But he doesn't have brains. Right. But power, like you, power doesn't get you anywhere in a martial arts best of the best type tournament right
1: well the first time i saw this i thought chong lee killed him i thought it was
0: over like he's dead he beat him by stepping on his neck
1: put him in a body bag (laughs) you know i thought it was done put him in the hospital but he sent him to the hospital and like i love how he had that wrap around his head it's just like there's blood coming out of it but i don't know i thought that was ridiculous um and also the fact like catching punches and blocks like the slow-mo catch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make that the cover for this picture, for yeah. this episode because it's ridiculous. The picture of, of Dan Dan basically doing a split catching Chong Li's punch you like can't, sideways. You can't catch a sideways punch. You can't do it. It's impossible. What about the gambling aspect of this? Like, how do you gain access to this underground fighting? Is yeah. this like, what are so, the spectators? Are so they
0: gamblers? We didn't mention the crowd yet. The crowd, there's like 200, 300 people there, right? It's a nice place. Everybody's got suits on. The ladies are like arm candy. They got nice dresses on, and they're all gambling. All of them, like tons of money. Yeah. So who sets the lines for these for for these for these fights? Because obviously Charlie's gonna win every one. So, like, how do you make money? How do you bet on Charlie? Lee? like, what? How bad are the odd against? Like, say, say Charlie Lee is fighting a uh, white guy Jeff, right in the first round. Yeah. Jeff. It's, it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah. Is it Chong Lee minus? Five thousand—it's gotta be because it's—it's you know?
1: it's so much of a lock yeah. that y- you can't make money
0: on it. Yeah, five thousand to win one hundred—is that what it's going to be? Like, a- was Bodog around back in eighty-eight? Yeah, Can you, well, they didn't have the internet back Sportsbook? then. but Yeah, I, I mean, gam- gambling pretty much ran this thing, and yeah. I would have loved to have been a part of it. How fun would that be to just you just you just take your life savings and bet on Chong Li in the first round, and you, you, you'll win something. It's gonna work. There's yeah. no way he's gonna lose. Right. But Put-
1: as the fight goes chong lee's line starts to switch a little bit
0: all right well here's the thing the jackson character got some hype he won two fights very convincingly because of his brute brute force a little right so in the quarterfinals when he meets i'm assuming it's quarterfinals when he meets chong lee what's that line like would you would you give jackson 25 to 1 odds or is that still too high
1: i don't know it Maybe because of the brute force. Yeah. Because he's got a shot. He's not gonna still, win.
0: That's still long odds. Twenty five to one is still long odds, but compared to the other Jagoffs in this thing, it's it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. No, I think so. But what about the final fight? We gotta right. talk about the final fight here. Right. It's the final fight between Dukes and Chong Lee. Let's get more into Chong Lee as we talk about yeah. the final fight. So Chong Lee, where do you put him on the villain scale? <laughs> Chong Li is a solid 8.7 on the villain scale. I think he's the highest villain that we've, the likes that this podcast
0: has ever right. seen. See, there's a fine line between saying tough things in movies, being a being a tough talker, and saying nothing and being just as effective. And he just walks that line perfectly. He says maybe four sentences in this entire damn movie. Yeah. And it's intimidating. He doesn't speak a lick of English. He's very broken English. He has the deepest voice. Right. Right, so he's just his stares, his glares, him just like looking at you cocky from the sidelines as you think you want an impressive fight. he's like, yeah, right, I could I could have beat that guy faster his his very is very upset face when he sees Frank dukes beat his record, it's like. I got chills. I was very afraid of this guy. He actually, I it's one of the few movies
1: where I'm watching, like, is the bad guy actually going to win? Yeah. Because he looks like he's going to kill this guy. Yeah, it
0: could be a sad story.
1: Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. Based on a true story, Frank Dukes thought he was going to be Chong Li. Nope. He died. He died. <laughs> he's end. dead. Got, his, <laughs> got decapitated by Chong Li. He, he he ripped his head off and then Chong Li wins every match forever. Mortal Kombat there. That's what I thought. Well, well, that would that, that's why he's not a 10.0. So I think he's pretty damn close though. He's yeah. he, to me, he's my favorite villain that we've had so yeah. far just because of the intimidation factor, the muscles, the the intensity. Yes. The fact that he kicked his buddy's ass and took his bandana and put it on his knee. Because right. he's like, I'm gonna knee you in the head with this thing. <laughs> like that's what he did. That's now, pretty
0: badass. Obviously, he's the villain of the movie, but can I just say that he's probably not that bad of a guy though, really? Well, he's
1: just trying to win, man. Yeah.
0: He's trying to win. All he's all he's doing is winning the tournament. He's not cheating in this thing at all. Because there are no rules. Well, he did cheat. Well, Well, I I guess it's not, it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. So he he tried to blind Frank Dukes with a salt packet.
1: Whatever the heck it was look at salt or meth or Or coke.
0: Yeah. But he's just trying to win. And when he kills a guy in the ring, which is completely legal. It is legal. It's part of the rules. They turn their back on him.
1: Yeah. So he's not doing anything wrong. He's not that bad of a guy. He's look, he's trying to win this thing. He doesn't have a posse. He doesn't know if that little guy's gonna get up and try to fight him back. Yeah.
0: He's gotta put him out. He's yeah. gotta kill him. Right. If the ref did blow the whistle, if he kills the guy after the ref blows the whistle, then you got an arrest on your hands. But he's got too many too many fans on the inside there, so they would never allow that. I like how his promoter handed him whatever that
1: powder was, which <laughs> the real Frank Dukes, we'll get to that later, yeah. claims that he actually was blinded by this, <laughs> which he may have may not have even been there. Yeah, yeah so yeah, we'll see about that. We'll talk a little bit about Frank Dukes as so, a real
0: person. So let me ask you about Charlie outside of this of this rig, real quick. Let me hit you up with this one. Yeah, does he have a posse? Is does he work like an own? entourage? Does he have a wife? I don't think... Listen, this guy is like...
1: He is like Chip Kelly. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a family. His life is football. Yeah. Like, this guy's life is training for the Kumite. That's right. all it is. I don't even think he gets money unless these guys are like betting on him and he's getting a cut of it. He might get a cut of his it. His promoter yeah. guy gets paid. But, but that's what this guy was bred for. But that's dangerous because you could take a fall one day. That's true. Yeah. But I feel like he was bred for this thing. Right. He lives and so, dies by the Kumite. So yeah, his
0: promoter probably feeds him, clothes him, shelters yeah. him. Is yeah. there
1: other kumites? Does he go on like a kumite world yes, tour? Yes, he does. He goes on the world tour. Like in Street Fighter when yeah. you go to like the different different yeah. matches. Yeah. You know, he's like going to Japan, Brazil.
0: Japan. Like where wherever you go. USSR.
1: <laughs> he does he does yeah. that. Like he's on the world tour. Yeah.
0: He's like M bison. Right. So so he has no wife. He has no friends. How does he get how does he spar? Because you gotta be scared shitless if you're fighting against this
1: I guy. I feel like he's just beating up a building or something. Like, no, he's, like, in Street Fighter where you could beat up the car. Yeah. Like, he's punching the car. Punches the car, (laughs) okay. (laughs) He's sitting there and he practices on on cars.
0: Yeah. He's, like, punching a car the whole time to, like, get toughed up. Because only the the be- he's killing the best of the best here so yeah. he can't just fight some random spar jockey. like maybe
1: after a while he lost because he, it wasn't enough of a challenge anymore and he got he got a little lazy yeah and he he tried to do the cheating move and he thought that he was going to win because uh-huh. of it <laughs> but who, so we talked about street fighter who would you compare him to like what's his difficulty level like if you're playing a fighting oh. video game is he like is he goro is he shao Kahn? is he's he m bison he's a mixture of Goro and Shao Kahn. He's not Shang soup, He's like a kind of guy that you need to use like a glitch or something yes. to beat. <laughs> Which is what Dukes did. He used yeah.
0: the dick punch. Yeah, he used the dick punch. Although that, he uh, claims that it wasn't. Oh, it was a to the abdomen. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say in wrestling. That's what Jim Ross says. He went Johnny Cage style to yeah. beat him. Right. Like, you talk about video games. I remember a very specific moment. We were living together at, in this apartment. We were playing Mortal Kombat. It was like the latest the one that came one, out. Yeah. The newest one. It came out like three or four years ago. I remember we were pl- like we, did, we were doing the story mode, we were switching controllers, and we were trying to beat the last guy, Shao Kahn, for like an hour, and it just wasn't working. So we finally decided to use Liu Kang and use the low-punch fireball glitch-bitching yeah. from across over, the over. screen over and over again, and that's how you beat Shao Kahn. I do remember that. So that's the only way you could beat this guy. Because it was it was cheap. Like, it yeah. was frustratingly hard. Right. So, so Frank Dukes is fighting this guy in the end. It's the finals. Of course, the movie was setting it up all along, it wouldn't go any different. Let me pose this question to you. If Chung Lee didn't use the salt, do you think he would have won? I feel like it, it, it hindered him. No, and he he's got screwed up because he got cocky. And let me
1: tell you this. Frank Dukes forgot that he learned how to fight blindfolded. Oh, I forgot. So he forgot that in his training, he learned yes. how to do stuff blindfolded.
0: In, in one of the 76 montages from his past, we yeah. know we learned that Frank Dukes learned from his, his shinoshi yeah. how to fight blindfolded and how to serve drinks blindfolded.
1: And dinner. He was basically yeah. a blindfolded waiter. Yeah. Right. He was a waiter. So. After he got drawn and
0: quartered, like, yeah. pulled
1: on that thing. It just <laughs> completely mon- ridiculous. The training montage where he's tied to a tree, being pulled his legs and arms. You,
0: you guys, please, just go to YouTube right now and just Google, uh, just YouTube... Bloodsport, funny seeds. It's a six minute clip. It, yeah. It's got everything you need right there. So. It could
1: be like an hour and a half as long as the movie. Yeah. N- not that it's bad, but I'm just I can't get that picture of him being like tied to a tree right. trying to resist the
0: pain. Or he goes, ah and then silence, and then it's like he's called. Like he's he yeah. found he found her And he
1: breaks the he breaks the ropes. Yeah. Like I know we're <laughs> skipping here, but that's how yeah. this movie is. It's like in my head. Right. Uh, so anyway. Duke kicks his ass then in the end right and he he
0: punches like wildly for a few minutes right but he gets through it but can i can i just say this also that he's the worst blind actor i've <laughs> ever seen in my entire he life he was
1: using all of his acting yeah. skills his for eyes that. are
0: so wide open and he's he's pulling the confused look like i don't know i'm sorry you're not confused when you're blind like i know you're like disoriented you but it's like yeah he's like i can't obviously you can't see me shake my head while i'm talking to you right now but it's He's just pushing his head back and forth. Has no idea the what's going on. The for, widest eyes forgets where he is. Basically, it's just the worst acting. Of all the lines that he spit out in this movie that were terrible, his blind acting is the worst acting but that he did. This
1: movie overused slow mo. I feel yeah, it and did. and in that scene especially, it like accentuated the yeah. terribleness of it. Yeah, like slow mo, wide eyes, trying to look all over the place. It was like I don't know. It felt like you're on drugs trying to watch this thing right so that was ridiculous so in the
0: end he catches his punch he roughs him up a little bit punches him in the bladder yeah quote unquote according to the real frank yeah. dukes and uh what was the
1: knockout blow he doesn't he punch him in the face or he's gonna punch him in the face and he says say it say it he was trying to say like his buddy's name or something yeah, yeah. or shinoshi or whatever, whatever it was i don't remember but he was trying to get him to say something like yeah. say uncle
0: right and he just it's it's
1: over so dukes wins yeah And then the screen flashes. So we're at the end of the movie, then what? We got this triumphant music playing in another somewhat of a credits
0: montage. Oh, before you say it, oh, by the way, Frank Dukes is a real person. Yeah, he is a real person. This is based on a true story. If you didn't know. Now go on. Now based on, so I,
1: I got some records here. So it says, from 1975 to 1980, Frank W. Dukes fought 329 matches. He retired undefeated as the world heavyweight full contact kumite champion. Impressive, Mr. Duke's still holds four world records at the time of 1988. Fastest knockout: 3.2 seconds. We saw that all. That screen. was that was the one guy who got yeah. cocky. The 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 Arab guy. The Arab guy. Then you got fastest punch with a knockout: point one two seconds. So wait, 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 wait. How is that? Fa- how's that slower than? Or how's that faster than the fastest knockout?
0: I, is it
1: like? is this some kind
0: of time speed thing like it doesn't even make,
1: that stat doesn't even make sense to well, me well the next one tells you so you yeah. got fastest kick with a knockout 72 miles per hour Woo. Is, this is like the Woo. 80s so they have a guy with a radar gun clocking I kicks i feel like the
0: radar gun isn't an accurate yeah they didn't have the technology back then to accurately uh measure a kick and then most consecutive
1: knockouts in a single tournament 56 are you doing 56 fights in now, a tournament what in a Kumite? You, yeah, was that a typo from the movie I, like because they screwed up and they're like well we didn't, we didn't have enough money to finish this thing so
0: we'll just I leave think, it in I think they meant 5 or 6, <laughs> five,
1: so, or six. 5 or 6 <laughs> because, unconfirmed I mean a 3 day tournament how many guys are you actually going to be fighting right. he didn't, there wasn't 56
0: guys in this Yeah, I don't even care if it's a worldwide tournament 56 consecutive knockouts in one tournament means that there are like uh, I don't know at least 56 rounds which means there are over 100 fighters which means how many times per day are you fighting which means it's bullshit
1: yeah. Oh, Speaking of bullshit, yeah, Hollywood versus history: the real Frank Dukes versus Jean Claude Van Damme's Frank Dukes. Uh, this, this now you great. found this. Tell me yeah. about
0: this. this. Is, I guess the, is, I think the website's called Hollywood versus History, which I guess they do a lot of like based on a true story type things where they pose questions and they see, all right, how much of the true story is true, how much was embellished, how much was written for the movie for dramatic effect. So. I guess the story broke out in Black Belt Magazine, which I have a subscription to. I don't know about you. That's the
1: movie that Barry Grabuski had with Chuck Norris on it (laughs) in Sidekicks, right? Sidekicks, sure.
0: So um, I guess that's where Frank Dukes either sold a story or told a story. And I guess it was... Because the Kubitei is a very secretive thing. It's on the hush-hush. If it's a real thing. Yeah. So, and I guess they... It's like Fight Club. Yeah, they confirmed and then they... But they can't tell you how they confirmed. Right. So then Frank Dukes... Spins this bullshit story about why he really went to the Kumite. And let me read this. So for you. you don't believe him. Yeah. Let me read this to you verbatim. My involvement in that tournament was part of a plan launched in 1975 to infiltrate the criminal organizations that organized the fights. The original idea was to participate in the Kumite tournament and make a few contacts. We initially assumed I would lose, but eventually I became one of the best Kumite fighters to ever participate in the event. End quote.
1: That's that's a guy with a high opinion of himself, right? No, like, I'm not. Who I'm says that? not a martial artist here, so I can't dispute this guy's skills. I'm sure he's a hell of a fighter. Like,
0: yeah, I believe he's a good fighter. Yeah, I may even believe that the Kubete exists and he participated in it and potentially won it. But do you believe that he worked for the CIA? as I don't he claims? believe that it was a secret covert mission to infiltrate criminal organizations. That's right? like the
1: embellishment of a story yeah. to say, like, hey, you know what? I did this fight. It's it's it just doesn't ring a bell like it doesn't seem real to me
0: yes so so the website goes on to like list a couple other things and a couple like will they won't they like uh they his friend ray jackson i think yeah. he was two different people like a combination, a combination two different of people, two which is fine for movies the reporter character didn't exist go figure and what did what did he say about the sex scene he said that i would never sleep with a woman oh, before, before a fight before a
1: fight which is, I guess that's a right? that's
0: a thing, right? It's like a superstition. Like a baseball like, yeah, you player. gotta keep your testosterone. Yeah, like you can't built inside. It. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I'm such a bro, yeah. man. Yeah, right. So and then there's also this, like he has this uh, this guy who's like opposing him, saying he didn't do some of the things that he did. I think it's a writer for yeah. for a magazine or something. I forget yeah. his last name is Johnson. He claims that Duke's. Bought the trophy that he claims he won at the Kumite.
1: So that's like those guys that print their PhD out off yeah. the internet,
0: <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, like pretty I, much.
1: I, I knew somebody that yeah. knew somebody that alleged that their father printed the the PhD off the internet. Yeah, it was like a thing, and, and I, it was hilarious. And I
0: think like Duke sued him or something for like defamation or something like that. And like the guy presented like a receipt evidence, and and like it was dismissed. It wasn't proven to be like it yeah. was like dismissed, right? So right. it was neither here nor there. So he fabricated the receipt. Yeah. And, and uh, didn't he
1: sue Van Dam too? He, he did, sued Van Dam. He did Dan. sue
0: Van Dam because Van Dam tried to make another movie. I think in the in the early '90s, it's called The Quest, right? Yeah, something like that. And I think like he tried to call it the Kumite. Yeah, and like he also like divulged some quote unquote secrets or something. And I think he lost. Yeah, um, yeah. Duke's lost. Right? Duke's lost. Yeah, because yeah. that's BS, man. Come on. Yeah. And then he also said that he fought a real life Charlie, like Charlie Lee's a real person. But that's not his name, yeah. but like the same he was type a guy. of character, big yeah. tough guy that he beat and killed people. Yeah. And like, he was the greatest Kubu-Tay fighter of all time, recognized. Which you know, ho- go to Hollywood. What is it, Hollywood? Hollywood versus. versus, it. We'll, versus we'll post the note. Yeah, we'll, it, we'll post it, post it we'll post the it. It's a very interesting read. If you want to learn, yeah, I suggest you watch the movie and then read that, and then read that. And then it's a pretty, it's a pretty nice uh, comparison as the real versus alleged.
1: Yeah. So you don't believe him. I'm on the
0: fence about whether yeah. I believe him. I, we'll leave it up to the to yeah. listeners to decide whether right. they believe him. Long story short, probably a good fighter, probably won some tournaments, not as special as he claims to be. So um, before we get out of here, I thought we'd do a little uh, fantasy tournament for you. Okay. So what I was thinking of watching this movie is that I was upset that that we um, didn't really get to know the characters of of the Kumite besides Jackson, Dukes, and Chong Lee, right? Mm-hmm. So what if they held like a like a worldwide kumite type thing with some of our favorite action heroes of all time? This
1: sounds like something that you could write a hell of yeah. an article about.
0: See, that's what I was thinking. Originally, I was going to have like a tournament with seeds and odds and yeah. stuff like that, but we don't have time for that. Yeah, I might I might write something down the road on that. I might flesh it out into an article, uh, okay. post. But for now, we're going to do this as will do. Are these fighters worthy of being in this tournament? I'll ask you. You tell me. Okay. And uh, do they have a shot? The barometer is Chong Li.
1: Okay, so can they beat
0: Chong Can they beat Chong Li? Is it possible that they beat Chong Li? Okay. And that's the barometer. All right. So you give me a yes or no Would give me a brief reason why or why okay. not. Okay. Okay? So first on the list, and these are all some of our favorite fantasy stars here. First was our uh, our previous podcast, Dalton from Roadhouse.
1: Yes, because he would rip his throat out. Throat ripping Dalton. If If he can beat... That dude that he ripped his throat out, he can beat Chong Lee.
0: I'm going to say yes, because in the movie world of Roadhouse, Dalton can't be beat. That's like his line. <laughs>
1: yeah, so he can't
0: be beat. Is he wearing jeans in that fight? Yes. Yeah, he better damn well be wearing jeans in that they're fight. They're not wet, though. Yeah, not wet. Chong lee has got a bucket of water on the yeah. side. It's not the salt. He's going to pour water, water, water on, He's gonna on his jeans. the water on his jeans. It's <laughs> so over. So he gets weighed down. Yeah. All right, so that's a hard yes. Um, second, we have Casey Ryback from Under Siege. Steven Seagal. If they're fighting in a kitchen,
1: No. Because nobody beats
0: him <laughs> nobody in the kitchen. Nobody beats him in the kitchen. But
1: if they're fighting, I think Chong Lee would kick his ass. I'm sorry. I-, I think he would. You see, here's He's the thing. He's badass, but he would yeah. kick his ass. In
0: Under Siege, Seagal is starting to become overweight. Yeah. So he gets beat by Chong Lee. Yeah. Right. Chong Lee Li- beats but him. But KC Ryback would, would like reach round two. Yeah. All right. Uh next we got Snake Pliskin from Escape from LA, Snake New would York. Win. Kurt Russell. Yeah,
1: because he he's got he's from the future, man. Like he's, he is from he's the got future. He he's can got like, back. all new styles. He's got the techniques. He yeah. knows the death punch 2.0. But he's got one eye. I think he wins. All right. He's got one eye. Uh, uh, one eye. Harder to salt, yeah.
0: I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he can't salt. He can't. He's he'll flip the eye patch. All right.
0: Next is Brian Mills, who is the one whose daughter had been taken. Not she. Oh, she was took. She she had been taken three. No take backs. No take takebacks. She was took. She,
1: I don't think Mills would beat Chong Lee. I think I think Chong Lee would kick his. ass. He's got a particular set of skills though. I don't care.
0: I think. Do I you think know Chong how many Li asses him? he
1: kicked I in, think in a three Chong movie Li span? Beats him.
0: Chong Lee is equal to like the seven hundred and twelve asses that that took had took <laughs> in, in that movie. He took seventy five asses. He <laughs> t- right?
1: Are they hanging on his wall? <laughs> yeah, he took them. <laughs>
0: I I don't know. The answer is yes.
1: You're wrong. You think Mills would beat him? Will, I don't know. I'm going with Chong him. Lee, man. Yep.
0: Next is a controversial one.
1: Bruce Wayne. Are we talking about Bruce Wayne who fought Brian Mills? Like that?
0: <laughs> that Bruce Wayne? Yeah. No, we're like talking, Christopher Nolan, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we're talking Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Like grounded. We're talking. We're not not Val Kilmer. Okay. Not Clooney. We're talking about Christian Bale. Listen, Clooney would never beat him. No, we're talking Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne at the height of his probably
1: steroid jackness. Yes, I think he would win. Because he's got the League of Shadows and assassins, he's very smart. He's got the tricks. I I agree. He would give him the fear potion. Bruce Wayne is in. He's winning. Next, John Rambo. He'll win because it's Rambo. A Rambo. <laughs> I mean, about? But he can't use guns, right? No, no, he can't. Uh, he'll still win. He'll but find what, a way. But what about
0: Rambo Two? Would Rambo Two? Wasn't beat him? he
1: in one of these things? He was like in a Kumite, <laughs> he wasn't been. he? In one of the Rambo's? It's like yeah. a, it's like a scene where he's in a Kumite sort of thing. He Ran- would win.
0: Rambo Three. He's so muscular. He might lose. So Rambo Three yeah. is out. What not
1: about, not Rambo from the newest one where he's like yeah, 65 yeah. years old. So
0: Rambo four has got no shot. Yeah, no way. <laughs> All right. Next, Jason Bourne. Controversial.
1: <sighs> Chong Lee's kicking his ass. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Don't but he's like wrong. brainwashed though. Yeah. It's like
0: a different thing. Well, he's like a robot. It's no. Yeah. I don't think he would yeah. win. Dutch. If, if, beat the pre- if he, he beat the Predator. He beat the Predator. It's Arnold. And he beat the Predator. Yeah. He he wins. He's in. Chong Lee is less than the Predator. He, he might be a one seed, by the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he probably is the one seed. All right, Maximus from Gladiator, dude beat lions.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he had like weapons that they threw in he the did. ring. You know, he beat a guy like twice his size. He he is like the, a genius general, so he might yeah. be able to win. Yeah, I, I, that's like a
0: draw to me. I well, don't he's know. got he's got a lot of heart. That that's what he's got. And going he's the for same kind of style yeah. of fighter.
1: He's like he yeah. doesn't he's not like a martial artist, like a CIA guy. Like yeah. he's a a fighter.
0: Like well, thing is when we talk about Snake Pliskin, has got the future skills. Maximus is like old school, so it might work against him. He yeah. doesn't know some of these techniques. It's a no. Okay. <laughs> the answer is no. I would say right, yes, but... Next but one's near and dear to both of our hearts. Jack Bauer. No, he's the one seed. Jack Bauer's I'm sorry. the one seed.
1: Like, I know Dutch is pretty <laughs> badass, but Jack Bauer is the one seed. There's yeah. no way Jack Bauer would lose this fight. He will... Yeah. He'll Listen, he would fight everybody in the Kumite at yeah. once and beat all Take
0: his Glock away. It don't matter. Yeah, he'll beat him all. It up. don't matter. Jack Bauer, hard yes, he wins. All right, Bruce Lee from Enter the Dragon, who actually did <sighs> fight Chong Lee in the movie Enter the Dragon. <sighs> Bruce Lee wins, I think. Yeah, Bruce Lee. I threw him in there as a sentimental pick because like you got to throw him in because yeah. he's like legendary. But I think it's kind of boring. Like I feel like it's unfair because yeah. like Bruce Lee's of course he's gonna win. Yeah. And last but not least, the the toughest competitor of this crew. John Kreese from Karate Kid, the bad guy from Karate Kid. Does he have Terry Silver with him on the sidelines? <laughs> yes, he does. Cheering him on with the yes, millions of dollars. Yes, he does with his with his evil grin. Are we
1: talking about Karate Kid 3 jumped out from behind the cutterboard board? That's cutter exactly himself, what it John is Kreese? It's
0: like the the the, the surprise,
1: right? <laughs> All right. I think he's got a shot. But <laughs> he I mean, that's the two of the same fighters. They fight dirty, right? Sweep yeah, the leg, they you do. know. Yep. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I think Chong Lee still beats him though.
0: Oh yeah, he's got no shot. But I will say this though. When he loses to uh to Pat Marita in one, yeah. I feel like it's bull. Like yeah. I feel like ten out of ten times nine out of ten times Crease will win that fight. He was just so jacked up. He was so like so emotional because yeah. his kid lost and he was just like he just wasn't thinking right.
1: But see, I wanna see a movie where John Creese has to fight all the John Creases of other dojos. Like what if he was just like his tough guy, like a fake tough
0: guy. You never really saw him fight. So he's just pushing around little kids. Yeah, basically. he's just a guy yeah. that's
1: like, yeah, he's the head of a dojo. But what about the other dojos? All right.
0: Yeah, he's just pushing around little kids. I see yeah. what you're saying. He was
1: standing on the sidelines while all the other people were fighting.
0: Well, the answer is just flat out no. Chung no. Li yeah, kicks. his There's no business in this tournament. I agree with you. So that's all I got. So that's I a think, great game. I think you did pretty well. I think you got like a 75% score because I, I had you, the correct answers.
1: I think you need to write an article yeah. about that.
0: I will. Uh, I will have to get motivated to do that.
1: So let's reveal next week's episode. Next week. We're aiming to do a two-parter. We'll see what we can do, um, but in honor and in celebration of the Super Bowl, yes, we want to do a football-themed couple episodes here. Yeah, we're going to do a two-parter. We're going to do a two-parter. We're looking at Little Giants and The Replacements. So hopefully, if you yes. haven't seen them, you have time to go out and watch them now. I hope you've all seen yeah. them, because they're great movies.
0: Little Giants, if you're between the ages of... 15 and 30 you know what little giants is replacements is starring keanu reeves where it's a bunch of replacement players replace nfl players on strike or something it's absolutely ridiculous yeah horrible acting right up our alley so we're aiming for
1: that um we hope to have that out next week in honor of the super bowl yes um and and that leads me to my next point uh we want your feedback write in tell us what movies you guys want to see we got a lot of great suggestions so far we've got a lot that we've added to this list um we're gonna keep adding to this list Um, Write in, let us know what you guys think, and and we really appreciate that. If you're looking to get in touch with us, you can get in touch with us at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at thelastrowpod. Send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Google+, and last but not least, leave us a voicemail, 415-779-LAST. That's 415-779-5278. And on that note, we'll see you guys next time. For Bad Way, this is Drew. See ya! See ya!